Hello, Star Citizen Verse. It's been a while since my last show or post. Like many of you, my life stays very busy, compounded by the fact that I have a nasty habit of turning hobbies into full-scale production enterprises. I don't know why I do it, one of my persistent quirks. However, since I enjoy whatever it is I'm doing at the time, I just go with the flow. For this episode, I'm doing a quick update on what's happening with me and Star Citizen, so that you don't think I've abandoned this journey or have become disenchanted. Nothing could be further from the truth. Today's topics are why I purchased the 600i Explorer, my favorite speculation on the game changer, why and when I'll be producing more Star Citizen content, and a new feature that's been added to Allie's world. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy. The night bus is exiting stasis. Please secure all personal items. Departing the station in three, two, one. Why I purchased the 600i Explorer. I availed myself of the 600i during the concept sale. I'm not the type of MMO player who makes all choices based on min-max theories. I don't pledge for ships based on whether or not they're money makers. I'm not here to grind for in-game currency. I already do that crap in my real life. And I'm not opposed to having ships that must be supported via the money earned from a different ship. The overall riding factor for my ship purchases come down to this, and only this. Does the associated gameplay appeal to me? Do I like the way the ship looks? Can I visualize myself engaging in interactive and cooperative opportunities that yield epic adventures and many, many shenanigans? Can I afford the cost of the ship? And will I be okay in the end if it's not exactly what I envisioned in my head? Does this ship add value to the overall gaming experience I'm looking to have in Star Citizen? If I can say yes to all of the above, and it must be all of the above, it's a ship I'll consider purchasing. If not, it's case closed, and I don't care how much money the ship can potentially generate in-game. I don't play MMOs to earn fake money. I play to have adventures and enjoy concocting methods of my own for funding those adventures, even if in unorthodox ways. For my fleet configuration, the 600i falls in very nicely from a size, style, and opportunities perspective. I can see it offering roleplay opportunities, along with my 890J and Starliner for transportation, or the Terrapin, Carrack, and Endeavor for exploration. It's a nice in-between for either of those career tracks that I'm interested in. So for me, it was a simple choice. I didn't contribute new money. I melted two standalone ships that no longer fit into my long-term plans, the Reclaimer and Eclipse. So the 600i worked for me because I didn't back Star Citizen for a cookie-cutter gaming experience. I don't need the game to generate task lists for me, also called missions, in order to have fun or earn money. God forbid I spend the majority of my time chasing check marks on a mission list. Please shoot me now. I can't even imagine it. My favorite speculation on the Game Changer. When the Game Changer was first mentioned, I was like, yeah, whatever. 
Some CIG employees can get a bit overexcited about things. Understandably so, but hype is very subjective. What that person thinks is, ZOMG, I can't even stand it, it's gonna be so amazing. Someone else might think is utter shit. So I don't ever base my hype on, it's cool, but I can't tell you about it yet, type statements. Of all the player guesses and speculation, the one that resonated with me the most is the idea of a ship that can construct modular space stations. I don't have the same hype for planetside content as many others have in the community. I'm impressed and floored by the technology, but doze off at the idea of exploring a planet. Yeah, you can insert me yawning here. It will be cool for the first little while in 3.0 because the careers I'm after aren't in the game yet. All I needed or ever wanted from Planetside content was to visit the cool cities and locations I've read about in the lore, and that was pretty much it. I want to be in space aboard my spaceships. Space is why I signed on the dotted line. The ability for players to construct modular space stations on behalf of other players, or even if it's just for the NPCs, would be amazing. Screw homesteading on a planet other than growing produce. Yes, another quirk of mine is that I actually enjoy being a digital farmer. Sick, sad, true. Expanding the homesteading idea to outer space would contribute to a unique gaming experience that can be competitive and cooperative. I think about all of the gameplay that revolves around structures in EVE Online. Even without player ownership, it could be an exciting career prospect. Now, I won't be upset if that isn't the game changer, but at this point, it's pretty much about the only thing that would blow my hair back. For me, even underwater is another meh feature, if that's what it is. I've never found it engaging in any MMO that's added it. WoW and Guild Wars 2 have both implemented it very well, especially GW2, and even still, it didn't grab me and I did the bare minimum necessary. But space construction engineer? Yep, I'd consider melting quite a bit for that one. Hopefully, we'll be hearing more about whatever it is soon. New Allie's World content incoming. I haven't abandoned creating content for Star Citizen. Like the game's development, this is a long duration race for me, not a sprint. As much as I enjoy creating content to share my thoughts and ideas, there's time and quite a bit of effort involved. Right now, I have a lot of other things on my plate, some of which are doors that opened as a result of doing Star Citizen content. When the pre-release NDAs for these projects expire, I'll share more about a character I'm voicing in an indie game that's steampunk. Woohoo for steampunk! An AI voice that I'm doing for a new digital service. And I've just signed my first contract with Audible to narrate a piece of fiction. Now, I'm no voice actress, but I'm going to give it a try. I've been offered several times before, and I figured, hey, I might as well at least give it a run at least once doing fiction. When 3.0 drops, I'll be able to do more casual content comprised of gameplay footage and commentary on the new features. It's going to be a little while before I can get back to doing content such as Night Bus and Casual Citizen. The level of effort to produce those type of shows is extremely high. And unfortunately, I just don't have the time at the moment. Visual Map Added to Allie's World 
By now, I'm sure it's no surprise that I enjoy lore, and I am intrigued by the blueprint of the universe CIG is building, as expressed in the Arc Star map. Allie's world started as a Google Sheet, where I manually captured the configuration of the star map shortly after it was released. Over time, I expanded that effort into a matrix that automatically updated itself from the official Arc Star Map data, to now having additional features designed to help players more easily consume the star system information to assist in tactical planning. A feature that I've been waiting to have implemented for a while is a visual representation of a star system whose information you're reviewing. I'm sure we'll have access to this information in-game, but I'm from the spreadsheet army that enjoys planning outside of the game. If I'm going to be coordinating a tour, I don't want to have to wait until I log into the game to browse for star systems and points of interest. If I'm planning an RP event, I don't want to have to log into the game to use the star map or whatever assets they have about the lore in-game. I want to be able to do all of those things casually from my sofa or lying on my bed outside of the game. I also don't enjoy clicking element by element in the ARC star map to read the details. I want to see the official lore alongside a visual representation of the system configuration and any in-game related data that I or other players have provided. Several other backers have created very visual options to the ARC star map that are great. For me, however, I still prefer having all of the lore text and info right there, since that's the information I consume most. Sans multiple systems in the game, I still use the lore and the data quite frequently as elements for my fanfiction. I often choose the location of the story first and then build events around my imagining of things that could possibly happen there. The easier it is for me to see everything about a star system, preferably in one page, location, the easier it is for me to do my research. So in support of my personal preferences for viewing information, I've added a horizontal star system configuration map to Allie's world. The horizontal display is a well-known method for describing the celestial bodies within a system and their relative distances from the system's star. Mine will use simple iconography to keep the page as lightweight as possible so that it remains convenient to use on mobile devices. Piloting this feature will be implemented on my system composition page where you can select the name of any star system to display its information and on the route planner where it will show the configuration of the departure and destination systems. I'm super excited to finally have this released. It's something I've actually been using myself for a while to define the fictional universe I've created as a backdrop for an anthology of science fiction short stories that I'm working on. Yep, one more self-inflicted pile of work on my plate. Even though it will be some time before we have enough systems in-game to make the information tactically valuable, I'm still elated to continue growing the features around this topic that reflects my interests and I hope others find useful as well. Ta-ta for now. Be kind and fly safe. This is Allie signing out. End transmission. The night bus has arrived. Please watch your step while departing. Re-entering stasis in 3, 2, 1.